1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW.
1: Hey, what's going on? It's
0: Loud and Local in the stay home sessions. Normally, during a normal timeline, as I do mention most shows, Uh, I would be so stoked and so happy to have all of these individuals in studio doing the damn thing. But as we're kind of creeping back into a little bit of normalcy, we still have not gotten the go ahead to have bands in studio yet, but hopefully soon. Uh, But but without any further ado, let's jump into it. King Youngblood. These guys have been killing it. They have two brand new singles, a live EP in 2021. Much more to come, I'm assuming. But we'll get into all of that before we do. uh, Introduce yourself and we'll start with you, Cameron. Introduce yourself and what you do for King Youngblood.
3: Yeah, what's good, everybody? Um, I'm Cameron Lavi Jones. I'm the leader and founding member of King Youngblood. Um, on bass guitar, we got my boy Hamun Milaninia on drum Alex Daniel. Oh. And on the electric cello, easily the coolest instrument you've ever seen in a rock band, is Chet Peterson. Hey Damn.
0: Absolutely, you you guys are uh, you have an electric cello band. That is not something we usually introduce here on Loud and Local, but I love it.
3: Yeah, man. For for us, you know, me and Hamoon have 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 been you know a part of King Young Blood the longest, and for us, it's always had a really big focus on like really challenging norms, really challenging. Especially, you know, being a brown fronted rock band, yep, it's been yep. a very, very integral part, not just in who we are as a band, but also I would say our sound too. So mm-hmm. we're always looking for different ways to kind of mix it up. And, you know, Ted has just been a very easy addition with all that. It seems cool. like
0: seems like lately, as in the in the Northwest rock scene, especially, like a lot of boundaries are being, you know, broken and, and a lot of a uh, lot more just uh unity in, in, you know, as far as like race, gender, class, all of those things kind of uh, melding together and it's actually a beautiful thing to see.
3: No kidding, man.
2: Yeah.
0: So uh, let's get the little bit of a backstory if we don't mind. Uh, The origin story if we're going to take a little like Marvel uh, (laughs) kind of word for it. But like, yeah, what's the origin story of who who wants to jump in?
1: Yeah, Uh, I can add add a little to that. Uh, Sure, let's do it, bro. So Cam and I actually knew each other before we really knew each other, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. We uh, we went to, like... Well, we didn't go to the same school, but we played soccer together in, like, kindergarten, I believe. I think didn't even know that. Is it, yeah, all the way back. Mm-hmm. And then we probably reconnected around, I'd say, middle school, high school, and that's when we started just getting together, playing music. And we didn't actually even realize we played on a soccer team, like, 10-plus years ago before that, so that was just mm-hmm. a funny coincidence. But, yeah, it kind of began as Cam, just asking me to fill in for bass on one of the shows. And then it's kind of turned into, Oh, we need bass on this show. Oh, can you come play bass on this show? And I was like, Oh, do you want to just make this a thing that we kind of continue and just make this into a group? And that's kind of how cam and I got connected. At least I can let someone else add the rest of the origin story.
3: Yeah. Chet Licks. You guys want to talk about popping in? I'll I'll, I'll, I'll round it off at the end. (laughs) I don't know about like before
4: I was in the band, but for me, It's kind of funny because Cam was working with my dad Phil up at House Breaking Glass and doing string for the for the album because he also plays cello, Mm. Uh, and it's just funny because me and Cam had talked so many times because I'd seen him in the studio and stuff, and so like we had hung out and become friends, and then they all of a sudden needed a cello player for their band, and they were talking to Phil and stuff, and they were like, "Do you know anybody that plays cello that's like would be a good fit for the band?" he's like didn't you know that my son plays cello like so that was kind of like a funny way that we got connected and it worked out perfectly because you know i do string arranging for other people so it makes sense you know yeah for me to play like second nature what year was it that you joined up this year actually i'm not to go but i if i had to guess i'd probably say like six or
3: maybe eight now
5: awesome but it's yeah, been kind
3: of same thing with Licks, too.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so- <laughs> yeah, I'm on that same boat with Chet. So it was funny because around 2019, I was like doing a music video for my own YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And the guy who provided the venue for um, my, using my music video connected me with King Youngblood. And at the time, I thought, you know, I was very on the fence for joining the band. But I mean, like, you know, things came through. The guys, all of them just were just so loving and accepting towards me and it just came a band of brothers, you know? And we just hit it off from there.
0: What pushed you over the line? What was the thing that made you like say, all right, I'm in?
5: It was definitely just the welcoming acceptance of them. Cool. And I was trying to find my footing as like by myself as an artist.
2: Sure.
5: <clears throat> so then they just kept bringing me back to the studio over and over again. And I just, I just found my, footing with
0: the guys so yeah and Cameron, what about you from your your perspective man
3: and for me um I got quite honestly it would have been more weird if I didn't end up in music both my parents are musicians uh Laura Lavi and Maurice Jones they've been you know Seattle names for a long time and so for me growing up I was always lucky enough to have the privilege of being in an environment where it was like I had two folks that were very supportive it wasn't you know ever like well that's cool but you should think of a backup plan it was like no you gotta go for this
4: mm-hmm.
3: and uh it's funny enough I ended up writing my first song around like 10 years old and from there just around here uh, I, I will send you a link I okay. will send it to All right. you oh okay. um, it's cool. on our it's on our very first album um man what a throwback but Is it, were you King Youngblood at 10 years old? Was that? No, so so um, a little bit more lore. I'll let you you do it. Sure, sure. So um, I am, I'm mixed. Mm -hmm. I'm black, Jewish, and Romani. And Mm -hmm. after around like 11 years old, I started just really asking every other kid around me who I knew played instruments if they wanted to come over to my house and jam. And, you know, we were 11, so it wasn't like we were, like, just killing stuff and nailing it. But it was fun, you know, and it was definitely a a real big eye-opener to creativity. I ended up getting together with a couple of my friends that I actually met through uh, my orchestra that I was in because I Mm -hmm. played cello as well. Um, and uh we formed a little band. My uncle played drums for us before we found a drummer or anything yeah. like that. And uh we used to be called Gypsy Temple. Um, but uh, you know, when you're that young and you start a band and the fact that it keeps continuing, everybody is is growing and developing through all that time too. Cause mm-hmm. the average age for everybody in King Youngblood is twenty three. We're a bunch of young cats. Sure. Um, so, you know, keeping that in mind, it was like, you know, people would go off to college. People have to find, you know, their callings in life and that's, that's healthy. Um, but, uh, you know, about, God, I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, about 10 or so years later, um, the band is still absolutely going strong. We changed our name to King Youngblood and it definitely is a lot stronger of an identity for us. Got a chance to do some incredible, incredible things like, you know, taking lessons and meeting Aaron Jones and yep. playing, you know, Seattle Smash Festival and and protests and all these different things that just come from when you really give yourself to the music. So it's been a an incredible passion of mine, but just something I'm I'm honored to be able to share with these other three boys.
4: Yeah, so, I just want—I'm super grateful to like be in this band, and I kind of jumped in after all this work had been already done to establish, you know, the brand and the music. And, and I'm just super grateful to have found this like group of people that's working towards like, you know, with the same amount of effort that's working towards a common goal, like yeah. i so lucky and like, and to be able to record on like the new album felt like so good, mm-hmm. man. I can't wait for that comes out. I'm excited. So in, in sports terms, I believe we
0: would call that cherry picking check. Exactly. I'm okay, jumping I'm okay right with in. that,
3: man. I'm okay <laughs> with that. That man saw a bag and he jumped in and I'm, yeah. I'm cool with it. Nice.
0: <laughs> I like it. Well, he's jumping right on and he's adding to it. And then, and uh, I'm curious about, um you, you know, see, so you've, you mentioned a lot of the cool things you guys have been able to do. So, you know, with the reopening of, of live shows. And and we were talking, um, before the, uh, so this will date when we're talking, but the freak out festival and Ballard happened this weekend. You guys got to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Cameron, you're actually in charge of the, uh, sorry, what was, what's your official title? You're the production My
3: title. I'm, 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 I'm my plaque is in the mail. My title is I am the production manager for freak out festival killer. So
0: with that being said, you guys played this weekend. Um, how, have you guys played a lot of uh, shows? Have you gigged pretty consistently since the reopening
3: of the Seattle music scene? I would say I would say yes. I think considering, you know, there was 2 years there where we thought all of us just had to stop and that was just it. Mm-hmm. Like there was 2 years there where we thought everything was just pulled from under us. And so when we got a chance to jump back in, our first show was over at Barboza. Yeah. Back in June, yep, and they were
0: one of the first venues to really start a lot shows. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was it was back in June, and you know it 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 just good lord, it felt so gratifying to be back because yeah. we had all these songs that we had written for the new album, and it was our first time getting a chance to play them. But also, just everybody at Barboza and Numos, they were so so happy to have us. You know, we were really lucky to be able to sell it out, and uh, you know, it, it also opened up a lot of other doors. Like I I, I have to. Gosh, man, just after that, we started getting a lot more calls on a lot more gigs. And that was just, you know, it it, it felt like a really warm welcome back. You know, I want to make sure I'm also giving like proper shout outs to, you know, you know, Numos, Crocodile, Spanish Ballroom in Tacoma, uh, the Central Saloon, just High Dive, Nectar, all of these different places where, you know, a lot of these artists were so used to just, you know, being able to be in. I think there was this kind of community understanding of, artists and venues recognizing like oh my god i missed you man you know so it was powerful
0: and it's going to be those northwest bands that like revitalize the scene and bring it back from you know it being shuttered for sure um so i'm curious about uh so you guys this year you've released a live ep uh you released two new singles we're actually going to play those singles home is only a house and too late too soon um so i gotta ask my journalistic duties well, mm-hmm. these, are these singles part of uh, like a bigger project? Is there an EP, an album on the way, or are they just standalone singles?
4: Um, So I'll, I'll take this one. There's in May, we have a huge album coming out that I was just talking about that I'm like super excited. I got, got the chance to record on. Like, it's some of the first stuff to like put my actual playing on. You know, a lot of the time I'm playing gigs and, um, playing songs and just, like, coming up with parts, but I don't actually get to, like, you know, put it in stone and put it on the album. So it's such, like, a validating experience to do that. But that comes out in May. It's called Big Thank. And we're super, like, excited to bring together all the people that were involved on working on it.
3: Yeah, May 13th is the official release date, but Too Late, Too Soon and Home is Only a House are the first two singles we're dropping for it. I love it. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, since you are the founding member, Cameron, I have to ask: Are you the King Youngblood?
3: <laughs> I I get this question a lot, and <laughs> and I knew it was coming okay. when I saw that we was going to be interviewing with you, Kevin. I knew it was coming. I was like, Kevin is is going to put me on the spot here with this. Well, no. it's like it's kind of like the Hootie and the Blowfish. It's like, are you Hootie? You know? No, I I get it. <laughs> I totally understand the question. You're doing your job as a journalist. I respect it. Um, to set the record, I am not King Youngblood. The okay, and is King Youngblood. Okay.
0: All right. Cool. Cool.
3: It, or I, I guess another way to look at it is I am King Youngblood. Chet is King Youngblood. Alex is Chet is King Youngblood. And Hamoon is King Youngblood.
0: Cool. So it's not King and the Youngbloods. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, it is sure. not King. And, it's
3: not <laughs> Youngblood and the Kings. It is just King <laughs> Youngblood. It's all like a squad. It.
0: Cool. Well, um, so this album uh, that, that you're releasing in May, Big Thank. Um, is it was it was it a pandemic project did you guys work on this during the pandemic was it worked on beforehand or you know where in the uh, process of the or and if it was a pandemic project you know when did you first start working on it and kind of fill in some of the uh, details about the album if you don't mind
1: it's hard to say it's fully a pandemic project i think because we've had a, a few of these songs in the works for a little bit now it's hard to gauge when at least a year or two maybe but A majority of the project was definitely worked on and written and produced and recorded throughout the pandemic, which I would guess quantifies it as a pandemic project. And yeah, we've had just ample time, especially at the beginning of the pandemic where people didn't have a whole lot to do and they were just trying to find work and things like that, where we were able to get together on Zoom calls and things like that and work Mm -hmm. on writing and we'd be able to send tracks back and forth. The beauty of digital audio recording is that you can just do all this from home nowadays, which is awesome. So we'd be able to send tracks back and forth and get ideas down and things like that and yeah we spent a lot of time over at london bridge studio recording and uh we've had a lot of mixing help with era from eric lillivoire amazing engineer and that's been really awesome so yeah it's been really cool to just work on this and having a lot of that extra time and space to work on this album has also really helped for sure and that has shaped the project i think yeah
3: definitely i think also on top of it too it's it's given us a chance to really explore what we want to say you know giving us a chance to really explore what we want to do um getting a chance to work with eric lillivoy over at london bridge has opened our eyes a lot to a lot more possibilities that i think we were kind of limiting ourselves with a little bit before then um but you know we're we're definitely shooting for a lot more of a pointed message with this next album i think everything else that we've put out beforehand has been something a lot more of like, Hey, these are our songs and a nice introduction, but you know, big thank coming out in, in May of 2022 is going to be King Youngblood's first foray and to really trying to make a, a, a statement, you know? Sure.
0: Well, the, let me, let me ask about that. So can I ask what the, what the message is, what the statement is, is there? Is is there like one unifying, or is it like very, you know, um,
3: or, or should I just wait to listen to the album to 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 uh, get it I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question as vaguely as possible cool I like um that. the uh the album is a reflection on surviving exhaustion so it's it's I feel you know, well. that it I, I mean just considering a couple of years that we have I think there are, are way too many examples where folks have been tied yeah. and um you know for us, this album in a lot of ways is it's not just recognizing that exhaustion, but taking pride in the fact that we've survived through it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And then
0: 2022 is gonna be the year of King Young Blood, man. You're gonna you're killing it. So uh thank
3: you, man. We're trying. You know, we're we're putting together some things for for a tour in yeah. you know late 2022 after the album comes out in 2023. Cause you know, we're we're a rock band, man. This, this is what we love to do. We just love being out there and yep being able to be loud and 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 in front and 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 saying what we want to say so um yeah that's that's the goal man but thank you absolutely
0: uh so before um i'm gonna go into one of these songs uh obviously being you know huge fans of music as well as musicians um you know this pandemic presented a lot of you know, terrible days. I'm not going to lie. A lot of days. Yeah. Tell it how it is. My friend, Uh, a lot of really (laughs) days on a day. Uh, What was an album or what is an album that you can always go back to, you know, that can either uplift your spirits, get your anger out, um, you know, smile, make you smile, just an album that you can always go back to, to get yourself
3: in a, in a good, good space. I want to hear Lix's answer on this first. Yeah. Alex, let's do it. I I, want like,
5: Actually, wait, should I call you Lix or Alex? I'm I'm cool either or I'm not too picky about it. I, I, mean, I don't feel
0: like I'm cool enough to call you Licks, so I'm gonna go with Alex. Okay, play tambourine at
3: cool. our next if you I, play tambourine
0: at <laughs> our next show, you can you you get the okay. pass. All right, I'll call you Lix once I play the tambourine. Yeah. Sounds good.
5: Oh man, I can always I always divert back to like a good Led Zeppelin album. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. So yeah. I don't
4: know. Any anyone? I like I'm not, I'm not particular about it. So, yeah. Who man, wants to jump in? For me, I've been on that like Cali Uchi's vibe. I don't know, like Telepatia, that song, and that album. I forget the name of that album, but everything on there is so good. Like, can't go wrong. All right, man. Once <laughs> when, when you mix Led
0: Zeppelin and Cali Uchi, you get King Young Blood. Something like exactly. that. <laughs>
5: there <we> go.
0: <laughs> Cameron, what about you, man?
3: For me, man, I I would be I've been listening a lot to um Kamasi Washington's The Epic. It didn't come out this year, it came out a minute ago. Yeah, but yeah. just that album has something about it that's just really, really good at creating peace. But also when I'm trying to tear it up, I'm listening to Aaron Jones's most re- recent yeah. album. Like just shout out to Aaron should big shout out to Aaron man I love him he's opened up so many doors for us and he's he's like family so when I when I'm hearing that and especially seeing how far he's come and he's on tour and everything like that just reminds me of those old days we used to play together back at the Columbia City Theater that's so cool I, Moon. yeah what we about played you man new,
1: like
3: so good mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i got to show some love to our local homies at Astor House they dropped the tape in the beginning yeah. of 2020 actually it's been a beautiful pandemic mixtape soul versus skin. It's beautiful. Ooh. Love it. They make great music.
3: Didn't they also make a movie too? Whoa. They did some really cool visual
1: stuff. Movie might not be the yeah. word for it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was really, really cool. They put out really awesome stuff.
3: No, no, no. They have a documentary. I, I just looked it at up. Oh, it's a
1: called, documentary. That might be different than what I'm thinking
3: of. It's called stay well, stay awake. And they made it about like, rock, like music scene surviving COVID. I think it's coming out on the Seattle channel this week. Cool. Killer. Yeah. That's awesome. Rodney, I, I'll check it out. What about you, Kevin? What have you been listening to?
0: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, what have I been listening to? Mm-hmm. You weren't ready to get this twisted back on you, were you, man? Uh, okay, th- my favorite album of the year is this band called Replicant. Um, they're just a uh, really cool. Left-brained, odd time signature death metal band from New Jersey. Um, just really interesting stuff. I also really love this band called Dust Moth from Seattle. Kind
2: oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yep,
0: Yeah. I love Dust Moth. I love that album. One of my favorites of the year. But I'm not going to lie. I've been jamming you guys all day, getting ready for this interview. And, and also on the, over on the East Coast, jamming you guys. So those Thank two new singles so much, are killing
3: it. It goes a long way, man. Thank you. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, man. And, and my pleasure. I, I, I'm actually going to go into one of those songs. Uh, it's called Too Late, Too Soon. Uh, so if you don't mind, uh, do you guys want to introduce this one? Tell me a little bit about the song. And uh, yeah. of course, this is going to be on the album, which is called Big Thank coming out in May.
3: May. Yeah, I um, I wrote this song with my godbrother, John Korn. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when when the pandemic and everything happened, uh, like I'm sure you're familiar with, there were a lot of different protests and things that were going on in Seattle yep. and. King Youngblood hosted an educational sit-in in front of the East Precinct uh, inside a yeah. CHOP with everything going on, uh, mostly because we saw that there was a lot of, I think, misunderstanding about what the point of all of these protests have been about. You know, sure. there was uh, a refocusing that really needed to happen to make sure that we were staying on message and pointed with the issues. Mm-hmm. And so we teamed up with a bunch of different black and brown artists, activists, and educators and held a sit-in um but uh after that you know cuz it was just really quite a whirlwind of a day after that you know it just really sat with me about how during this pandemic we haven't had the distractions of work or friends when quarantine first started yep you know we were all kind of forced to sit at home and for the first time i think for a lot of us in our lives really had to look at ourselves in the mirror mm-hmm. and ask some very difficult questions asking if we are doing enough if we are putting our money where our mouth is. If we are enough, and uh, too late, too soon is 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 my dialogue with trying to find the answers to those questions.
0: Wow! All right, man. Well, I appreciate your your uh, kind of your your look behind the scenes of what the song, what made the song. So. With that being said, we're going to go into it. So this is "Too Late Too Soon" from the new album by King Youngblood. It's also a single that's available now. Uh, but look forward to the new album called "Big Thank" coming out in May. This is uh, a new one by them. It's "Too Late Too Soon" by King Youngblood here on Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions. Crumbled up my
2: brain like paper plane that flew to eastern burned up both.
0: right, it's King Youngblood here on Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions. That was a band, uh, sorry, that was a song called Too Late, Too Soon, of course, from King Youngblood. And you can check that single out. It's streaming everywhere now. They also have an EP, uh, uh, a a live EP. And uh, where did you guys record the live EP? Was it recorded in studio or was it from a show?
3: Yeah, we recorded it in studio over at Studio Sage in Edmonds. Cool. I'm an audio engineer over there, so we oh, literally awesome. slid in at midnight on my birthday, actually December twenty first. Awesome, and uh, knocked out. Just played five songs in a row. Got everything set up ourselves, mixed, mastered all of it ourselves, and mm. we uh, we treated it as a as a New Year's gift to all the fans and everything, especially for being so patient with us while we're putting everything together. For big thank the album. So there's a couple of teasers in there, but you know, I, I would definitely say the live EP sounds. Pretty different from what we have ready for May 13th.
0: You mentioned a New Year's gift, but also like a birthday gift to yourself, man.
3: Man, yeah, because I listen to that EP all the time and I'm like, thank goodness I have this on record because there is just, I mean, you know this, Kevin, but there is just no, no like comparison to playing live music. Mm -hmm. So being able to capture at least some elements of that was definitely very gratifying for me. Absolutely, man. So uh, I have to ask this question
0: because we are in the Northwest. Uh, well, first off, um, are you guys all from the Northwest or did you guys all, did you, some of you migrate here, come from, you know, East Coast or, you know, Midwest, or are you guys all Northwest? Why don't you, uh, Alex, are you originally from the Northwest or?
5: Yeah. Born in the heart of Seattle, right. proud Seattleite. Yep.
0: And Hamoon, Chet, and Cameron?
5: Yeah. yeah I'm oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Go for it, Chuck. Um, Uh
4: Okay, I I've been living in. Okay, I've been born and raised in Seattle, and I've been living in Northgate for like the last as long as I can remember.
1: Okay. <laughs> right on. Yeah, same here. Born and raised, in Greater Seattle area.
3: Not only was I born and raised, but I'm going to shout out Swedish Hospital for okay. the place of my birth. <laughs> I'm on. really from the 206. <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: i like it all right well who who remembers tom green's song my bum is on the swedish does anyone remember that wow <laughs> that was like a nardwar level deep cut just <laughs> <that>. my <laughs> bum is on sentence. the swedish and he actually had his bum on the swedish hospital
3: yep wow i'm playing one. that as soon as as soon as we rock out today by the way <laughs> my bum I'm is laughing. on the
0: floor my bum is on yeah good times man good, wow You got to play that in between songs because I know you're in
3: head of production. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we might. We, I mean, we're doing this writing retreat, man, I shouldn't even be saying this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. We're doing this writing retreat uh, at the end of this month where Mm -hmm. we're just going up and turning off all of our phones and literally just bringing like tape recorders and things like that. And already going to be starting working on the next album. But now I think we should just be spending that week just putting together the, the bum is on the Swedish cover. Cause I think our live show is going to need that.
4: Oh I love God. it.
3: That's
0: a Seattle deep cut. All right, cool, man. <laughs> Shout out Tom green. Um, uh, okay. So the reason I ask about, uh, you know, your origin and if you're from Northwest is I have to ask what's your favorite Northwest band or bands of all time. And, and this could be bands, you know, long gone or bands that are currently gigging or, or you know, all, in, in, in
3: anywhere in between. Sorry to stutter. No, you're good. I, uh, God, I, I um, first of all, I I'm going to answer this twice. Cool. And the first one being somebody that is um, unfortunately no longer here. Another band that I have the honor of saying I'm good friends with that first band uh, that is still gigging. I'm very good friends with them. Uh, Hamoon mentioned them earlier. It's Astor House, man. Just mm-hmm. Astor House is my favorite rock band in Seattle. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them or not, Kevin, but I'm writing it down right now. Yeah, they are an incredible power trio. Uh their frontman is the drummer. So wow, you know, cool. I love and he's just such an incredible showman. The songs that they write are very powerful, very um, you know, kind of journey-based, but just um uh, John and Russ, the drummer and the guitarist are brothers, and you know, they've been playing together for 10 years and it clearly shows. But um, you know, I live over in Lake Forest Park on the mm-hmm. north end and they're in Kenmore. So we'll like run into each other, grabbing coffee and stuff like that. And just, they are an incredible, incredible band. If you haven't heard them yet, I definitely recommend you do wonderful people too. Absolutely. Um, But uh, somebody that, you know, has is, is no longer with us, but I think at least for me has been uh, really kind of the pinnacle of, of front people of, of artists in a lot of way uh, is Chris Cornell, Mm. you know, Absolutely. What I what I would have given to, you know, get a chance to just sit down and talk with him and get a chance to learn about him because, you know, I've listened to every Soundgarden record up, down, left, right. And, uh, you know, just there's no like I know as 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 cliche as it sounds, there really is nobody that sings like him anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, but uh, yeah, that's for me. Awesome.
4: Chet, what about you, man? Man, I don't know. I just I like take inspiration from all the people that i work with all the time you know like i went to freak out fest and i saw like tezza talks and django and i saw like uh even manatee commune who's up from bellingham Mm -hmm. uh he came down to play a show and i don't know everybody that i see is just like i take a little piece from them and it's it's inspiring in a different way you know what i mean because everybody's doing something right or I feel like most of the people that I'm surrounding myself with are doing something right, and I I want to take a piece of that from everybody that I work with. So I feel bad. I feel like I can't say anybody else except for the people I'm working with right now. So,
0: hey man, that that I like it, dude. That's awesome. And then that means that you also have kind of, you know, it's like a community within you know your and and you and you support the community. I like it.
4: That's really important for artists right now, especially in Seattle, where it's like. A lot of the times, people are struggle to find that community. Mm-hmm. It's important to reach out and try to build those connections with people
1: too. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Hamoon, what about you? Favorite Northwest um, artists or artists of all time?
1: Yeah, I got a. I got to throw in another vote for Astor House again. Just mm-hmm. they're just way too good live. Their recordings are amazing. The energy is just always there. And then I also just wouldn't feel right if I didn't show some respect to Aaron Jones, of course. Yeah holding it down for the seattle area and yeah Man. i think those are
5: two pretty pretty respectable answers i'd say <laughs> i like it i like it alex what about you so i will try to steer clear from the um the cliche uh nirvana answer so um hey Nirvana's Nirvana's cool. nirvana is super cool but i just feel like everyone you know <laughs> says like you know nirvana and i mean like no yeah nirvana really inspired me personally as a as a drummer, especially with Dave Grohl and, you know, through fighters and all that stuff. But yeah, Aaron Jones is like, you know, I actually never heard of him until I played that first show with him. And ever since then, I've just been bumping his material. And it's honestly, it was a huge honor to even like, you know, think about sharing the stage with him. So, yeah. Awesome.
0: Right on. Well, I'm going to throw you guys a question. If you've heard any of my interviews in the past, this won't be out of left field, but if, if not, it might be a left field question. I gotta ask. Okay. So we're we're kind of winding down the interview. If you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar.
3: I I came prepared for this. I would cool. like to go first. Awesome. Uh, moon probably knows this story already. So I I used to in high school, um, I used to have this this click that was kind of based off of being an anti-click. Like it was this whole premise of like. Rather than like, you know, the freaks. All, yeah, exactly. Like rather than getting all laden into like, oh, well, I can't be friends with Tommy because Tommy and are, you know, whatever. Yep. It was more like just these individual people from all these different cliques coming together. I don't know why we called ourselves this. We thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. But the squad was called Beef Squad. And we would okay, throw these nice. things uh where we would like essentially get together at like late nights. We'd like sneak out of our parents' houses. And go meet up and either play like, you know, like Smash Bros really late night on an N64 on a GameCube or something. Or we would throw spodies where we would like meet up over at Magnuson Park and either like just play music or party or whatever it was. But it was like always this focus on being inclusive. And for me, one of my favorite scars that I have, I have it on my on my on my stomach. It's like right right here. It's it's like my second belly button. Okay. But um I, uh, you know, over at Magnuson park, how they have the, the, the actual sound garden, like the Mm -hmm. the time things I have never seen it. And I have spent my entire life walking over there when it's windy and hearing it and being like, how do I go see it? I want, I can hear it from across the entire park. I want to go see it. And at one of those beef squad spodies at like 16 years old, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go see it tonight. It is pitch black outside. Um, there's a bunch of different people with me, and I'm uh, I'm trying to climb the barbed wire on the dog park side of Magnuson mm-hmm. to get over the top to try to go get to over to Soundgarden, and of course, my dumbass fell right on the barbed wire. Like stabbed <laughs> myself in the gut a little bit. Damn. And then me and my friends are running me over to try to patch me up at the seven 11 at Magnuson. God damn but every time I get up in the morning or I go to the gym and I'm putting my you know clothes on and everything, I look at that scar and I'm just like, I'm kind of proud of myself. I, at least I went for it. You know, he was going for the sound garden. I was trying to see the origins of the band.
0: That's gnarly. Damn gutted by the sound garden gate
4: hmm hey, cool.
0: Anybody yeah, else got cool scars? Scar? Yeah, Chet, what about you? What's a scar on your
4: body? Tell us a story. Man, I have a lot. I just got a spider bite recently, and it's,
3: like, huge, but one of my ear that... um That's a lie. He got most, a hickey. He, he lying. That's a hickey, bro. All right, all right, bro. all right. <laughs> 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 they ain't but, got a uh, lie to kick it,
0: man.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I got a scar on my ear from, like when i was three because my sister picked up her razor scooter when i went to go get them when we were walking to get to the mail mm-hmm. and it swung around and it like apparently it cut off my globe like all the way oh, no. and they had to super glue it back on but like it looks fine, <laughs> it looks fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they did not have to super glue it
4: back on, bro. Um, are you serious it sounds sketchy i know but that's what they. That's what they told me.
0: Bootleg medical, right there. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> I also. A don't spinning scooter really... is like one of the most dangerous weapons on earth. Is the thing. I was
3: just going to say. So I'm, I'm glad, glad you I got away with, with your life, Chet. I don't know anybody that owns a Razor scooter that hasn't been hurt by it at some point yeah. in their right. life.
4: That'll scar, you. And vicious. Everybody has ankle scars somewhere.
0: <laughs> vicious. <laughs> Amun, how about you, man?
1: Oh, I have a. Not as an exciting story, but I have this scar on my fi- I don't know if you probably You're can't flipping see flipping us off, man? Come on. <laughs> hey, I'm sick. <laughs> i, 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 I a scar right here. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, right all the way around finger, my yeah. finger. When I was, like, eight or nine years old, probably, um, <laughs> my mom used to get these, like, you know, those, like, rolls of, like, salami or meat that come, in, like, the casings, you, like, take yeah. the casing off and everything. We used to just eat those all the time, a snack. We just, like, pull it out and chop them. And me and my brother were getting them someday. one day. Uh, no cutting board, of course. I'm just cutting just on a straight table with just a knife and one of those sausages and I'm cutting and it just slips chops right into my finger. And I'm just standing there. Like in, I was like eight or nine. So I'm just standing there in shock for a second, like mom. And then I'd started like bawling. And I just remember I had, yeah, that was, it was bad because I is, yeah, it was just like a loose piece of skin hanging off my finger. And all I could think of was the risk to reward ratio is just not there. I like yeah. chopped my finger off. I still have a scar. I'm, like, 20 years later or so and all I got was like a little chunk of something. <laughs> not not worth it.
0: Peace. At least you didn't try to eat your skin like it was salami by accident.
1: There you go. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't get a mixed up. That would have been bad.
5: Alex, how about you, man? Generally, I'd say I'm a pretty safe person, except this one time. Oh, So, I was like 17 and I still have it on my right elbow. I had the genius idea along with my brother it was my first car and at the time I was heavily into skateboarding. Okay. <laughs> so I, th- I thought, dude, what if you drive the car and I like hitch like on the back, you know, while holding onto the spoiler. Yes. It worked yes. for the first, like when he was, he was like going five miles per hour. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is going pretty steady. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just floors it. Aww. He like floors it. Mm-hmm. And then I just start fly- I flew around like a rag doll and just started rolling on the floor. And there's like big gush of blood. It's like it was, it was gnarly. But I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I just can't
3: get over the visual of 15 <laughs> year old Alex holding a little
5: rope go by. Yeah, this is so bad. And just because you see oh, it gosh. in movies, in, like you see in like the in, like the intro of like Back to the Future or something. Yeah. And like you know, you just feel like you can pull it off, but when there's it's gravel road, like no, <laughs> no. Not worth uh, the risk. My man <laughs> got loony tuned. I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs>
0: gnarly. He was ghost riding the whip with the with the skateboard or no. Yeah. That was gnarly. <laughs> Damn, dude. Riding along and just got smashed. Well, I appreciate that. And I feel like we've all gotten to know a little bit about each other from yeah. this. So I feel closer to you now, Kevin. Thank you, awesome. man. I'm glad I could facil- facilitate that. So, uh, yeah. What's your guys' next show? What's the next uh, King Youngblood show? Do you have any uh, coming up?
3: yeah so the uh the next big big show we're doing is um
1: oh
2: we have one tomorrow
3: yeah technically (laughs) we're, we're playing a couple of tunes over at the neptune actually tomorrow for um king county office of arts and culture invited us to play a couple of tunes there cool um but uh our next like show show is well really kind of more like towards the tail end of the year we're trying to take this time right now to really finish the album yep um, I have a couple of solo gigs that I'm doing representing the squad. Cool. Um, I'm playing with the last waltz, which is over at the Neptune as well on the 26th. So if folks are looking for Thanksgiving plans, please come. It's a benefit for Northwest food harvest. Nice. Um. Uh. But you know, if folks are looking for what our next show is, they got to follow us on Instagram, man, because yeah. it's more than likely they're going to find out before it about it before we do. Um. But yeah, right now we're we're definitely shifting gears towards album mode, especially towards the end of the year. So if you guys want to see us, you guys are gonna have to wait until this heat is done cooking. Yeah.
0: Big thanks coming out in May. So uh we're we're gearing up for that. That's very awesome. And and uh just follow them on Instagram at King Youngblood, right? Just King Youngblood. That's the at King Youngblood music. Music. Okay, cool. Awesome. And uh aside from you know, just giving you guys a follow, is there anything we can do to support you
4: guys?
3: yeah um you know spotify instagram you can hit our website um KingYoungblood.com.
4: for sure youtube too uh,
3: yeah that too you know we have um a lot of different videos that we're putting together right now too for the album as well uh and you can look at the the videos for our most recent singles too late mm-hmm. too soon home is only a house and yukubin antics too um all of which directed by the incredible danny denial um and shot all within team house um, like it you know, big shout out to our team, Dreaming in Color Entertainment Group, mm-hmm. for helping us make sure that we know that we're doing everything on the management side, on coordinating everything. And um, also, this is another note: we've recently partnered with Beetroot out of Memphis, LA, and Atlanta uh, for a distribution deal. So this next You're album right. is going to be coming at you a very different way. And um, you know, for King Youngblood, it's the first time we're getting some some full 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 infrastructure so we're we're getting ready to take over the world with this thing but uh yeah Excited. that's it that's huge Thanks, congratulations man. thank you very much it's been a long time
0: coming i let, let's get you guys back on and hopefully in studio once uh once that drops and when you guys are gearing up in full promo mode for for big mm-hmm. thank coming oh, up in well, 2022
3: I'll, I'll definitely be hitting you man we're fully vaccinated and ready to rock
0: nice dude We're totally back, man. I like it, man. Well, we're going to go into the song we were just mentioning. So this is uh, the, ho- the home is only a house. And uh, this is also from Big Thank, but it is available as a single now. Um, do you guys want to
3: introduce this one as well? Sure. Um, man, uh, there's no cool way to say this aside from home is only a house is a breakup song. Mm. Um, but really, it's, it's, it's a song more about recognizing that you should never have to convince somebody To see your light. You should never have to convince somebody to see you for who you really are. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a partner who once said to me that, you know, it would just be so much easier if you were an orthodontist instead. And it was like a small kind of comment at the time, but it like definitely was a lot more jarring because for me, and I know I'm speaking for everybody, a part of King Young Blood when I say this, but music is not just a hobby for us. This is our everything. This is who we are as people. Yeah. And home is only a house is doubling down on that ideology of we are exactly where we're supposed to be and we're going to go where we're supposed to be, too.
0: And you're living your truth and you're killing it. And, and and you know, it might be, quote unquote, easier if you're an orthodontist, but uh, no shade to orthodontists.
3: I'm sure that's very hard. As Shout out well. my dentist. I got my teeth cleaned three days ago. But all yeah. I'm going to say is he got his lane and I got mine. And exactly. That's how
0: it's supposed to be. And life isn't all about just convenience. It's about living your truth and making your art. And, you know, uh, you know, don't don't like censor your yourself or, or you know, hold back. You know, you just got to do it. And you guys are doing it, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Absolutely. So we're going to go into it. Home is only a house. And uh, any final shout outs before we jump in?
3: Yeah. Shout out to Kevin from 99.9 K.I.S.W.,
0: nice dude and yeah you guys are you guys are uh fans of uh you guys are growing up in the northwest so you know how iconic that rock logo is so oh, yeah <laughs> exactly i like it right on guys well thank you so much for for jumping on and uh here is home is only a house it's loud and local stay home sessions with king young with king and the young bloods i'm just kidding with king <laughs> young blood <laughs> i oh, love it right Please, on thank right. you
4: absolutely
2: with me, painting you to the ground, I could wait here for you to shed all the